This week's episode is sponsored by the female-founded app Investalk. When women are in control of their finances, they become empowered and independent. I have a video on the app where I speak a little bit about what financial well-being means to me after an 11-year career in the financial markets. Invest in your potential and fulfill your dreams with the Investalk app, available on the App Store now. Hi everyone and welcome to Wholeness with Hannah, a podcast to remind you that your personal whole is the only goal. Feeling whole and aligned can mean totally different things to different people. Give yourself permission to love what you love, feel what you feel, and believe that you deserve everything that you want just because you want it. Me and my guests discuss all things mental, physical, spiritual, and financial health alongside tools, practices, and concepts that can help to enhance the everyday experience of life. I can't promise that we won't go a little off topic at times because I warn you now, I'm a bit of a talker, but I hope this podcast leaves you a little more equipped than it found you. Nobody else is you, and that is your power. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Wholeness with Hannah. This week I'm joined by Laura Ann Moore. Laura is a money and mindset coach and personal finance educator. She talks about money in a fun, relatable and judgment-free way to help you get financially confident and grow your bank balance. Her mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use it as a tool to reach your big, exciting goals. Whether you run a business, travel the world or buy property, improving your money mindset will give you the financial foundation you need to go to confidently go after your dreams. Laura also runs her podcast, Mind Money Soul, and explores the more emotional and spiritual side to money. It's a pleasure to have her on the pod today and dive into all this. So welcome, Laura. Hello. Hello. Nice to have you. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So do you want to tell us how you got into this to start? Yeah. So it it is that classic thing of like I fell into it. So I basically, like when I was in school, wanted to be an actress. That was okay. the dream. Wanted to be an actress. Thought I was going to be Kate Winslet Hollywood. in Titanic 2. <laughs> and I, by the time I got to like, you know, 18, 19, and we were thinking about like uh, what university and stuff looked like, you kind of don't want to go to university for dra- I didn't want to go to university for drama because it's obviously theory-based. I was mm-hmm. like, I want to go to drama school. I want right. to be acting. I want to be. But I come from a very working class background. Like my parents could not put me through that. And I was like... I need to find this money myself. And it was £15,000 per year. Wow. Plus living in London. So delusional me was like, right, I better get a full-time job and save it. (laughs) So I literally got a full-time job in marketing. Right. And by... 22 I had the 15,000 pounds nice work and then very last minute I ended up literally two weeks before I was due to start drama school I went traveling instead so two of my best friends what you just were like sod this yeah so basically like my two closest friends one of them was always going to be going but the other one broke up with her partner and she was like do you know what I'm going to go traveling with you and then they were like wouldn't it be cool if Laura could come (laughs) so they like sat me down and was like we know you're going to drama school we know that it's a life dream but do and you, you want to come? No. So you, okay. you don't, not until you start. Okay. So yeah, if I think if I'd have paid for it, I'd have been like, no. Yeah. But because that money was still in my bank account, you know, it was still, yeah. I had like two weeks to decide and yeah, I decided to go traveling. I deferred my place at drama school and I went to Australia, Bali, oh, Thailand, great, yeah. Cambodia. It was amazing. amazing. I was away for about eight months and it changed my life. Definitely. Like it's such a, it was, it's such an amazing experience, mm. but 
in that moment, I didn't have to choose between which one I could afford. It was which one do I want? And I think it's the first time where I've ever kind of had like a positive experience with money where mm. I'm like, money's cool. Yeah. And, you know, I'd seen, I guess, the negative impact that money could have, like the stressful side on my family. So mm. I'd kind of had that. I'd had this good experience. I was like, by having the time away from acting, I was like, it, I don't think I'm actually ready for the actor lifestyle. Yeah. I love to act, but I don't know if I can hack the lifestyle. So What, like the inconsistency? The inconsistency, yeah. the like, you know, and I had an agent. So I would like, I'd, so I, I'd had done a couple of jobs, but you walk into a room and it's just 10 other women yeah. with blonde hair that are small and blonde and it, they look like you and they're all going for the same role. And it's just so intense and like, yeah. such an, it's such a weird, so yeah. interesting. And I love acting so much, but I obviously didn't love it enough to, yeah. for that to be my life. So I just set up a blog instead and started started talking the categories were like travel yoga fashion food all this stuff right. and then money and I always found myself writing about money right. so I just leaned into it yeah pandemic hit covid you know I got furloughed so I had loads right. of time to make content online and then I got my financial coaching qualification in 2021 and then I quit my full-time job in 2022 did you and here we are amazing <laughs> you took the leap took the leap how how were you set up to take the leap or was it a leap leap so no it, I was set up for it right. I I could have taken the leap about two years before right okay when like I first realized like this could actually be a job right but I had a really supportive boss. I'd already moved to London and I was working from home before the pandemic had even hit. So it was like 2017. The opposite of me. I'd never worked from home a day in my life. <laughs> and I always remember, I was like, imagine like what it would be like to work from home and then the pandemic hit. And I also changed jobs. Yeah. That was the main thing. But yeah, wow. Yeah. So I, he was like, you can work from home if you want. And I was like, um, are you sure? <laughs> like no one else is doing it. And it's so weird because I was like in cafes with very yeah. few people around me on their laptop now, it, there's more people yeah. on laptops than there are eating. Yeah. So it was it was weird. But he, anytime I had tried to quit, he would be like, do you want to just like go part-time? So then I went part-time. Then I tried to quit. Do you want to just be a contractor? And I sort of eased my way out over like a year and a half. Amazing. Yeah. And then I was so busy. I was like... It's time for me to go. So how did you start? You started blogging. Did you have to start doing it on Instagram? Yeah, blog it. So I had a blog and I had Instagram. And I really, I don't know why I remember this like so well, but I got asked to write an article for a brand. Amazing. Based off your Instagram? Based off of my Instagram. Right. Like, hey, we've seen you talk about this stuff. Can you write an Amazing. article? And I remember it was a Saturday and I was like at home in my flat in Bermondsey and I was like writing this article. You know, it was like a proper uh, moment. And yeah. I was like, I feel like there's they would pay me for this. You know, yeah. I feel like there's more opportunity like this. And it just kind of opened my mind to how it could be a career. And then I started having people message me on Instagram and really? be like, oh, do you do like one-to-ones? So I kind of started coaching people. Naturally. Naturally. Organically. Yeah, organically. Yeah. Um, I remember like my first ever coaching client, I did this six-week program for like 200 pounds. And I was like on calls with them and I was helping them budget and I was helping them save. And like, okay. so I had all this different stuff. And then I got my first ever brand deal as an influencer. And I was like, okay, game on. Like all the the combination of these things. Sad enough. It, it's had, it could be a thing. It, I can see how this could work. And then, yeah, it just kind of got to the point where I was like, I think I need to give this my all because I loved my I love my boss I'm still really good friends with him I was really good at my job just didn't just didn't light me up yeah that's the thing isn't it it wasn't aligned anymore I think when you're doing what lights you up as you are and as it's like just gone is it just gone boom it has like (laughs) it's it's hard but there are also 
things that I'm like, oh my God, the growth that I feel like I've had in yeah. a short period of time is like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Like the fact I'm now sustaining myself yeah. as a full-time job in London yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. cool. Well done. This is still just the start. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you focus most on, money mindset? That's my favourite thing. Right. And it's kind of what I'm known for, I would say, like I'm starting to get known for in the industry. Like I get asked to do podcasts and talks. Like, yeah, you look at you, you now. Money mindset. Yeah, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> um, so money mindset, but then also like, women and investing so it's kind of that combination of like the let's talk about the emotional side and Mm. the psychological side and then let's also talk about building wealth that's kind of like I guess my niche yeah okay let's let's go into that then building wealth because I've worked in finance it was very male dominated environment basically so I really care about the women thing and I think you know money's power money's freedom money's all security all that stuff but investing to women often seems scary. Yeah. So how did you start with the investing side of things? So basically, so I'd saved that 15 grand. Yes. I'd spent it all in Australia. Came home, got my job back. My boss was amazing. He was like, whenever you're ready, come back. Really? You're, yeah, who is this angel man? No, he was a legend. <laughs> well, he wanted me to take over the company. Oh, right. So, you know, I started at 18. He kind of took me under his wing. We did all was this work together. Company? Yeah, it was small, yeah. maybe like 20, 30 employees. Okay. And I... I was a hard worker. Mm. This girl was getting her money. (laughs) And, you know, he saw potential in me. He he saw that for me. So when I chose to go to traveling instead of acting school, he's like, great, she doesn't want to act anymore. She's going to be back in the business. So there's obviously some level of game, but he honestly is so supportive. Like he is part of the reason why I do what I do today. But, brings me back in the business. I decide I want to move to London. So I'm from Hertfordshire. I'm like, right, okay, I'm moving. I save another 25 grand. Oh, go you. Casual. Get to London. You know, start making London friends, you know, doing so all the things. So are you a good saver? I am a good saver, but it came from a place, now I look at it, it came from a place of scarcity because I was raised in a family that didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't want to be save. like Squirrel my dad. Save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squirrel save. So it worked out <laughs> kind of well. Yeah. It was handy, but it was from a place of like yeah. fear. So I've got this 25 grand set in my bank account. I went on a date. And this guy said to me, do you know that by, like we were just chatting about it and I, and it wasn't like I was boasting, but we were talking about money. And obviously I was proud. I was like, well, yeah, I've got good savings. And we were having a really open, honest conversation. And he was telling me about his business. And he said to me, like, you do know by having that money sat in a bank account, you're losing money. Mm. And I was like, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> and he, we, he spoke to me about investing and, you know, he invested in things like Rolexes and stuff. But that for me was the the seed of yeah. like... Ooh. I need to make my money work for me. Yeah, so mm. I, I just started to like look into it online, put it on Instagram and was like, yo, what is this investing thing about? <laughs> Why isn't everyone doing it? Yeah. Had a friend who's Well, because you can lose money reach. if you invest it as well. So 100%. there's a fear element to it, yeah. which I think a lot of people have, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it feels like it's been reserved for like rich people. Yeah, totally. So and like, then... Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, this isn't for me. My mum my was literally like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, yeah. like... Yeah. And then someone was really lovely, like a friend that I'd met at a party who was a wealth manager. We went out for a pint in Brixton and he just told me everything he knew. And I just walked away from it going, why isn't everyone doing this? And then I just went on my journey, like myself investing and then sharing it online. And now I teach people how to do it. Okay, so what, teach women how to do it. What are your tips? For, say someone's listening, and they're like, 
yeah, investing is wild to me. I have no idea where to start. What would you say? So the thing that I always say, I think that there is a balance between knowledge is power, but sometimes you'd also just have to like do the thing. Yeah. So fi- so especially as women, you know, it's that classic thing of like, you know, a man would go for a job if he's yeah. only 1% qualified, but a woman, if she's 100% qualified, wouldn't. Yes. Know that like it's, there isn't a secret source. There's different mm. levels Yes, you can be someone who is like a trader and sits mm. and looks at the graphs and does all the things, but there is an easy way to do it. But it, the focus is on like getting rich slowly. Yeah. Like I always say, it's not this, for me, it's not this fun, exciting thing. It's, I build a wealth so boringly. It's it's building wealth over time, isn't it's it? It's over yeah. time. This that's isn't, the whole, that's yeah. The, the time horizon in investing is the key. Ex- absolutely. And like, be okay with being boring with it. Yeah. This is not a get rich quick thing. That is what I will say. If yeah. you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, boy, you're going to make a quick buck, yeah. I'm not your girl. Well, I mean, look at all the people that put money into crypto. Yes. And then, yeah, it can go up, but it also can come down 100%. just as quick. Yeah. So when I when I talk about investing, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I have done, but I don't do crypto anymore. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I did it. I jumped on the bandwagon and I was like, oh my God, crypto girly. And then, because my finance friends were telling me about it. Yeah. I managed to pull my money out before I lost yeah, anything. Yeah, this is the thing. It's and dangerous. I was like, I jumped on the bandwagon. We're not doing that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, if you're listening to this, yeah. like, educate yourself enough so you understand the language because there is a language to oh, invest yeah. in. Oh, yeah. I basically, having worked in finance and news, I know a whole new language. Yeah. <laughs> it's like acronym after acronym after acronym, which is like a lot of, lot of industries, but it is, it is a different language. And that's what puts people off. Yeah, because they go, well, I obviously don't, I'm obviously... Like, I don't understand that. Yeah. This is not meant for me. And I, whether it's... Yeah, or I'm not good enough. Like, I'm not good yeah. enough. Or I'm not clever enough. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. And and it and taps like into are. parts of your psyche where you already think you're not doing a good enough job. And then it layers on top yeah. of it. And that, that broadens the gender wealth gap. Mm. Like, and in my opinion, <laughs> conspiracy theory or not, they make a language... So that people don't do yeah, it. Yeah, totally. It's on purpose. Yeah. It's a form of like, well, we, we keep this for us. Yeah. So like, it's a form of you gaining back your own control by learning yeah. the language and going, I know what you're talking about. I can yeah. at least show up in a conversation. and Especially for women. Especially for, yeah. Like there were times in my jobs where my job was to know about the market. Yeah. And I'd still be in conversations with a guy and they'd be like, oh, yeah. didn't expect you to say that. Yeah, and you like, think... You rude. Yeah, you're rude. Back <laughs> off. We don't like you. Yeah, but like I always say one of my fun things is to be having a conversation with like a stuffy old man and then to just blast something about, you know, something that sounds really intellectual and I yeah. do know and they're like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. This girl knows what she's talking about yeah. and that's the best way to put someone back in their box. Yeah. So and educate yourself. Educate yeah. yourself. And I... and. So I run an investing course, right? It's like, like a it. little three-day, well, at the moment, it's a three-day kind of like intensive mm. where it's like three masterclasses in a row and we look at like what is investing, like yeah. where I literally tell you what the stock market is, what, what a stock is, you know. Yeah. Then we, I talk about the emotional side of investing mm-hmm. and why it's important to understand your relationship with money and yes. time horizon, understand your own risk profile. And then I do like a step-by-step on how to open an account, what to think right. about, fees and stuff like that. The information that I give within the course is something that I have learned over the years myself mm. firsthand. I've read books, I've watched, pod- I listen to podcasts, I've done my own research and done it firsthand. All the information that I give you, you can find online. So I say to people, and I say this because I've had arguments with people in the TikTok comment section really? of people being like, oh, this is just another girl selling a course. And I'm like, I've what you're actually paying for is the time that yeah. I've spent yeah. sifting through good yeah. and bad information. If you want to spend the time doing that, Go please do, do. Yeah. But also, if you don't, there are things then out there. Then buy my course. Then buy my course. But like in the way of don't be afraid yeah. of 
either, you know, throwing money for the time, but also looking to understand things. Like I would literally have one page up was as an article and one page up that was Wikipedia or Investopedia. Investopedia, yeah. <laughs> and I would like read a sentence, read yeah. a word, break it down, yeah. you know, and it is possible. And yeah. some people are different. Perhaps some people want to just like someone else tell them, some people want to do it themselves, but knowledge in this respect is power, yeah. I do think. And those people that write things in your like your TikTok comments, I think it says more about them than oh, yeah. it does about you. I'm like, if you've got me. time to do this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was if you've got time to do this you've got too much time on your yeah. hands like you don't like what you're doing and yeah. you're just bitching at me yeah, yeah. and it's always men is it oh it's always oh, the women are like tell me yeah they tell can't me. stand it can't that stand you know it. what you're talking about yeah. I'm like you just don't know what investing is and you feel embarrassed <laughs> yeah, you should write in, you should write what's investing hun let me know yeah <laughs> come and tell me <laughs> okay so invest in products so I reckon people are going to be like right so where should I put my money Mm. What what's your view there? So I'm not a financial advisor, nope, so good. I have to yep. be very aware of like mm. what I do and don't say. So and like the difference between financial coaching is like with coaching, you're kind of educating and empowering and guiding people to make their own decisions. Yeah, based on their circumstances. Based, yeah, so it's like these, and obviously there's an element of financial planning which isn't regulated. It's just helping someone to budget yeah. and forecast. I never tell anybody where what, to put yeah. their money, but I do say. I, you know, the things I say, it's really important to diversify and make sure that you you're say not what just... you like, like what you personally, yeah, I do yeah. like, like. I talk this about is like what, what I, I like invest doing. in. Yeah. yeah, if you will, you do what you want to do with that yeah. information, but this is what I invest in. And at the moment, for me, it's things like the S&P 500, the FTSE All World. I've got a couple of like green energy ones. Nice. I am learning more about impact-based investing. So ESG. Like, ESG and like, but even broader than that in regards to like the, the, the context of what that company is actually doing, their yeah. product, not just their practices as a business. Like I'm looking at them all. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that as women, a lot of the time we take on the responsibility to be caregivers, to change the world, to make an impact. And I think there's a narrative that if you try to invest and make an impact with your money, you have to then forego profit. Yeah. And I think that there is more research to do around that I don't think that has to be the way but I think it's like finding this balance with like being okay with growing your money and like doing getting what you need for that for yourself because yeah. men don't really care yeah but also knowing it is okay and that money you can vote with your money so like taking all the things into account yeah. you've got to make it work for you yeah that's great I love that and I think there's there's the classic things that people I always say like if you've got a chunk of money do you have like can you lock it away for a certain amount of time because mm -hmm. you can get a better rate than ISA yes. or something like that um and I think stocks and shares ISAs are great yeah because you can get someone to do your investing for you then if you don't feel comfortable but at least you know it's going to grow yeah. so I think and I do you like what do you think about premium bonds um I'm indifferent oh, I love them. about do you oh, so fun you get put in a prize draw and then you yeah. win a prize every month and I'm like the interest that you'd get well, maybe because interest rates are quite high at the moment, but I'm always just like, one, it's fun because you've been a prize draw every month and you get, you. you get, it depends on how, how much money you've got in them. They're very safe. Yes. I always say to people, you know, they are very safe. Um, yeah, and you might, you know, you win a prize. Yeah. For I'm me, not, it's the prize. <laughs> <laughs> Points mean prizes. Yeah, I'm not like, I don't. They're safe. They're safe. They do their job. Yeah. They they have a place in your portfolio. Yeah. They're not like buying, a, you know, investing in stocks, the stock market, exactly. which is a lot more risky. Yeah. Exactly. And I think like the key thing that people don't realise is how it's like, and the thing that gets me, in the UK, people are obsessed with buying property. Yeah. This narrative for yeah. years, somebody sent me from, yeah. my friend sent me this from Reddit, right? It was a newspaper cutting mm. from like 1965, yeah, or maybe 1955, I don't know, like 60 years ago. And it had a breakdown of different houses you could buy. And it had the price. Mm. There were 
these houses were like three or four grand <laughs> to buy outright <laughs> and know, own. Yeah. So of course the narrative from before is like buy your house. Now the disparity between like average wages yeah. and average house prices are so different. But the thing is, investment property is an investment. Mm-hmm. So people in the UK kind of go out into the world being like, I've got to buy a property, I've got to buy a property, not realizing that it's an yeah. investment. But when it comes to the stock market, they're like, Oh my god, that's so risky. I would never do that. Oh my yeah. god. And I say it's the same. You could buy an or you could make an awful investment in property. Yeah. It could be in the wrong area they could be it could be awfully you know all these different things but it's and you need a big upfront cash you need loads of capital it's less accessible so it's all these things and i always talk about like comparing the stock market to the housing market and like what that looks like and it's one of the things that people are like oh yeah she don't really stop mm. to question it yeah exactly and i but i think one of the things that has changed in how property works out these days is it used to be quite a good investment as you said like wages in terms of inflation and all that yeah but now the government have made it so hard. It's 8% stamp duty if you want to buy a second property, which is like the investment property yep. people usually buy. And you pay tax on the earnings. And it doesn't matter if you're, you're still paying the mortgage. They don't care about that. Okay. They're like, you're still paying 50% or 30%, whatever your tax rate is on that. So I just think it's it's not worth it anymore. But yep. it used to be a lot more worth it for people because yes. you didn't have all these rules. Yes. And house prices were lower. And, yes. you know, it's, and, it's and just... It's shifted from like our parents and grandparents' yeah. generation. Where everyone had to buy a house. That's what you had to do. What you had to do. But it also made financial sense. Yeah. Like, you were like, yeah, that's a great investment. Mm-hmm. It Now, it makes less financial sense. Yes. And I think that some people don't like hearing that. And I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I'm not saying don't buy a property because mm. I'm for it. But we have to acknowledge that some things make financial sense and some things make emotional sense. Yeah. You have to take all the things into account and not just take what you've been told all these years just as gospel. And that it's switching for our generation. Yeah, the stock market is more accessible because back in the 20s, no, you couldn't invest. Yeah, you had as to a be an old investor. Yeah, yeah. it's been an old man with a little briefcase, turn up to the stock exchange. Yeah. You know, like, and do you know what I read yesterday actually? Well, I saw a fact on some, I think it was Female Invest Instagram. Women invest. weren't even allowed to be a trade of on the stock market, stock exchange until like, I don't know, something crazy. I can't even remember what the year was. So women weren't even allowed to be involved in yeah. investing. So that's yeah. changed. Well, it must have been within like the last 50 years because we've only yeah. had bank accounts. Yeah, exactly. Since like 75. It's wild. It's wild. It's crazy yeah. to me. But I find it really interesting. And I find it really rewarding. Like, I love I you love your own women. No, not really. No. Yeah. I'm a bit like, my own attitude towards it is like, my mate... 95% of my portfolio is funds, like yeah. index funds. Yeah, um, I am actually working with a brand, friend of a friend, that runs a really cool company that helps you really analyse like stocks and mm-hmm. stuff. And I find it really interesting. Yeah. Because I take a personal interest in it, I'm really excited to learn. Yeah. And it's less about, oh, I'm going to be able to make more money. It's more like, oh, I love that I'm going to have this extra string in my bow. But you don't have to learn if you don't want to. You can play it safe. It can be like, yeah. it's you kind of get to decide what level yeah. it is. But, you know, on the flip side of that, it's so funny when people say like, oh, am I going to have to spend like loads of time like learning how to pick stocks and learn? I go... Well, you might, but it's funny because you probably will spend just as much time scrolling on Instagram. Yeah. It's guess it's what you're interested in and what you prioritise. But it, those people that don't want it, they can just get a Stocks and Shares ISA. Yeah. It'll be invested for them. Obviously, it's capped at 20 grand a year. But Yeah. But, the th- but, but obviously, if you do it in a Stocks and Shares ISA, there's still a level of you have to decide where you want that money to go. What do you mean? Well, yeah. Well, you, know I mean? you can let the, the manager do it for you. Yeah, but like, so when you, so if you have a, 
so as like a retailer, you're obviously if you open up a stocks and shares ISA and you put that money in there, I always use the analogy of it like being a gift card. Mm-hmm. So when that money's there, you then have to decide where do you want that money to go? Do you want that money to go into the S&P 500? Do you want that money to go? You could pay for an IFA to tell you mm-hmm. or you still have to decide because when you get a stocks and shares ISA, if you do it with like, there's loads of apps like Moneybox and Plum and Nutmeg, which yeah. are like robo advisors and they decide for you. But they're still so new that I'm not 100% sold on what the future of that looks mm. like. I'm not against them at all. I'm like, I think it's so cool that it's getting people to mm. invest. But if you want a bit more control, yeah, you obviously have to like, you know, do that yourself. Yeah. And you can learn to pick stocks, but it's like... The stocks and shares ISA is just the account in which it allows you to do that. But there is still a level of you having you to learn. Involved, yeah. And I think you don't have to give it all your time. Yeah. But give it enough time that like, if you think about the long-term benefits, mm-hmm. but it, it leans back into like this delayed versus instant gratification. Thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like people just want to know this. Yeah. Do everything now. Yeah. And another thing I think that, well, that people ask me about a lot is pensions. Mm. And how how should I be putting money into my pension? Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. It's the instant thing. Like it's really hard when you're young to be like, but I want to spend my money now. Yeah. I don't want to put it in my pension for later. Hundred percent. But I think. Do you th- what do you think about pensions? Oh, I think pensions yes, no. Is great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm for pensions. So I actually did like a four part series on my podcast, which was breaking down pensions because nice. I get questions about it all the yeah. time. And I think the key thing is that if you're an employee mm. and you work for a company absolutely rinse the work yeah. pension. it's free money yeah. I saw this analogy once and I cannot I wish I could remember where I saw it but it basically said imagine your pension your workplace pension like a meal deal so you buy the sandwich which is you putting your money in the employer matches that's like the drink yeah. and then you get tax relief so the government adds in that's like them buying the snack so you get all of this stuff yeah. just for a little little bit of input and I do think in the economic times we're in right now I do understand people saying I really if you're in a position where you're like, I kind of could do with that money. Yeah. But it's about getting to know your numbers and knowing, do I really need that money or am I just not budgeting properly? Yeah. Because pensions can be amazing. Obviously, if you're a director of your own company, which I am, you can use a pension scheme as a way to reduce your own tax bill. Yeah. You know, it's good for kind of tax efficiency. And if you're self-employed, obviously, you can still get tax relief. Mm-hmm. You obviously don't get employer contribution. But the, the issue with the pension is that you have to wait until you're a certain age. Yeah. So you really need to, I guess, think about when you want to retire, which is such a funny question because yeah, like when you're, young, when you're in especially. your 20s and 30s, like when do you want to retire? I don't know. Now? <laughs> yeah. Can I stop now? <laughs> can I just stop working? But like, you, you will, the earlier, the more you put in, the earlier you will be able to retire. Yeah. But if you put all of your money into it, if you invest all of your money through a pension, you can't retire early because you can't access that <laughs> yes, money. So you could have all of this money sat in a pension and at 40, you're like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then your pension company's like, well, you're not a retirement age. Yeah. So it's really important to understand, like, you can do both. If you want to invest sooner or you want access to more money sooner, you could utilise the stocks and shares ISA and, yeah. you know, grow in And I guess lot. the message there is max out your employer pension. 100%. If you can. Yeah. Like match, because a lot of people say, yeah, they just pay, but I don't match it. And yeah. like, you, you you can match yeah. it. You should probably match yeah. it if you can. Yeah. And if you know your numbers, if you know what you're working with, like you're never, ever. One of the biggest things that people, old, older people say is they're like, I wish I put away more for my retirement yeah. and my pension. It's hard at the time. It's I get so it. hard. It is hard. Oh, no, I'm so with it. Yeah. I'm so with it. But I do think, and also, look, we're in a time where there is, we're constantly being sold to. We're constantly being marketed yeah. to. We want to spend our money. I want to spend my money all the time. Yeah. I had like six months where I just didn't pay anything in 
into anywhere because I was like, I just want to enjoy my money. Yeah, and I think that's I fine like, sometimes. Just, you know, I have months like that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saving this month. I've got too much to do. Yeah. It, <laughs> people say, how do you balance out like saving and spending? And I always say, it's not a balance, it's harmony. Mm-hmm. They're going to nice. find a nice like way in which it works, but sometimes you're going to be saving more and sometimes you're going to be spending more. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay. It's yes. going to be like, it's going to be like a little scale. Yeah, it's not being so rigid with it. But yeah. I guess it's, it all depends on your personal situation and all that yeah. stuff, doesn't it? Um, okay, so coming on to that then, I know you talk a lot about the spiritual side of yeah. money. What do you think about that? Um, I do believe that money is just like an energy. Energy, yes. That's how I feel. Yeah. Money is an energy and it needs to flow. And that's why hoarding money in a saving capacity isn't good. It's important. If you have a purpose for that money and you're siphoning it off into an area and great but if you're just hoarding it for the sake of it money gets stagnant and it 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 can be very blocking and I'm a big believer that money isn't good or bad it's just the emotion that we as humans choose to attach to it and you have to acknowledge what are those emotions that I'm attaching to it and from a spiritual level like what is my connection to that because it's just a tool because there's a lot of things you see on Instagram and stuff that are like you can be spiritual and still enjoy money and still want money because yes. uh, we all want money. Yeah. Everyone does because we need money. Yeah. But yeah, there's this whole thing about if you're spiritual, you can't love money. It's bad. It's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, it's very it's, like, it's very insidious world when it can be like that. Yeah. And it's so sad yeah. because it stops people going after what they want and being paid for it. Yes, like, that's such a good point. Do you know what I mean? Like money is... Money allows you to do so much good stuff in the world. If you already are a good person, you get to do more good stuff. If you're a shit person, you're probably just going to be more of an arsehole. And a lot of the time over the years that, you know, you encounter people who have a lot of money that are probably arseholes and that makes you go, see if we have money, that makes you a bad person. Everyone's an arsehole. Yeah, Yeah, that has money. And and you probably don't see all the good people that do have loads of money that are doing good because they're just... You haven't met, like, you haven't met them. So I think it's really important to acknowledge, like, you're allowed to get paid for your services. Yes, this is it. I was just going to say, there's all these wonderful people, and it is a lot of it, people that are spiritual, that have, they do tarot, you know, there's psychics, there's energy healers, there's all these people that have, like, this skill, and they're like, but because they're helping people, they're like, oh, I feel bad charging for my services. But they should be, and people will pay for it. Yeah. Because it's helping everyone. And also, like, the issue with, the flip side of that right in the world i guess generationally Mm. women have been made to be the caregivers the mums the grandmas the great grandmas Mm. and they help the family and it's for free and they're cooking and they're being mothers that narrative is that well well, you're a woman and you're helping you should do it for free No. no i have a skill i am time is valuable i'm giving you my time I have to live. We live in a capitalist yeah. society. I therefore need, we need money. money. We need money. And if I have more money, I can do more pro bono work. I can help more people for free and get paid from the people that can afford me and want to pay me. And Love I think it. there's a good energetic exchange when when the person paying you is like, this feels good. And the person receiving it is like, thank you. I feel like, you yeah. know, and it's not, it's a two-way thing. Yeah. That's good energy. Agreed. You know, rather than, oh, I don't want, I'm resenting you that I've got to pay for this. But then that's on them, not necessarily, they don't have to pay for your service. Exactly. I think if you're thinking about it from like, like if we think about like tarot card readers and like Mm. um, uh, all the spiritual spiritual people, right? Think about it as the receiver. Yeah. 
if you have a good, if you improve your own relationship with money, you will respect more the flow of money and therefore the spending of money. If you yourself, like I would never expect someone to give me their time, obviously not a friend, like not my friends are me, <laughs> but like offer me a service and a skill and not expect them to be... Something in exchange. Yeah. yeah. Maybe back, in, you know, back in the olden days or whatever, it wasn't money, it was like goats or something. But yeah. like you're still getting something yeah. for your time and your expertise. Yeah. Or and you're swapping each other's services. Like you're, you're getting absolutely. something from it. It's an exchange. Yeah, yes. there is a value in what you have. Yeah. And I think that it doesn't make you greedy or a nasty person to res- expect something off the back of that. It's yeah. You're not doing something for nothing. It's just a, it's a two-way street. It's an exchange. Yeah. It's an exchange. And the more that we, I guess, can all get comfortable with that, the flow of it, then everyone gets, everyone gets fed. Totally. You 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 take your money, you give it to the tarot card reader. <laughs> they they can afford to pay their bills and have a bit left over to spend on someone else. Yeah. They've put money into their business and it flows around. Yeah, totally. If everyone's like, no, I don't want to spend it and I don't want to, everyone's just all like, yeah, gets all pent up. Yeah, and like what you said about women being caregivers and we taught all this. I then think on the other side of that, you've got the single tax. Oh, don't. <laughs> oh, don't. I know this all too well. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about the single tax because it's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. It's a thing. The world is set up for twos. I've been single for a long time in my life and so have you. Um, The world is set up for twos. And I think people that are in relationships who have never had to do that, they, they, understandably, not on their radar. Yeah. But there is this pressure, especially if you're maybe a woman that's single on their own, you've got to, you've got to do it all yourself. You've got to get the money. You've got to, you've got to do it all. But what do you what, yeah? What do you think about the single yeah. tax thing? I did a whole episode on my podcast did you? on Val- Love it. Valentine's Day last year, and it was the cost of being. It's called the cost of being, being single. single. But the cost of being single. Oh yeah, oh. I ain't splitting bills with no one. No, <laughs> it's it's me- when I wrote it down and I was like getting the notes for. This oh god, episode, I don't want to know how much it was. I was just I can't remember the exact, but like it was so, so. So there was a comparison of like couples living together versus single people, and like the amount that they spend on rent versus the amount that they spend on leisurely activities and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's, I wish I could remember the stats, but it was something crazy. There was such a big difference of how much more single people paid on rent bills because they're not splitting it with anyone. So you have that element. Then you have the element of the, um, even though uh, it's like, it was like couples have more, uh, what's the word? Disposable income. Yes. Yeah. Now they are spending more because they're more likely to, you know, do date nights and go away together. So even if we're all spending the same amount, we're having to spend ours on like necessities and needs, but they're getting to spend theirs on like fun stuff. Yeah, because if you're going on holiday as a couple and then you're paying for a hotel room that suits two people, you split that. I'm going on a, say I'm going to a wedding abroad and I I need a room that costs the same whether two people are in it or one. Guess who's paying for one? Me. Me. So, (laughs) which is fine. And I, you know, whatever, but it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it should be spoke about more. And I think there's so many... So you've got, like, the big things, right? Like, the rent and the bills that you're, like, paying and not splitting. Then you have... <laughs> sounds silly, but, like, the fact that all food stuff comes in packs for, like, families or two people. Yeah, these Green Chef and Gusto's don't make me feel great. <laughs> because they're, like, it's for two... You can't You can't order... You can't one. order one meal. Yeah. And I'm, like, okay, it, thanks, hun. Cool, I'll just have it for Just have it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Like I've got housemates, so I cook for my housemates all yeah. the time, so it works out quite well. But then you have things like, and this is like on a smaller scale, as a single female, mm. it is subjectively, one could say, but objectively, dangerous for me to walk home at night, right? Yeah. In the dark. 
okay, winter hits. It's dark at four. We're in the city. You've gone out for a drink. I don't want to walk home. I'm paying I'm more getting cabs. A, I'm getting a cab. Mm. I'm having to pay for my safety. Then you chuck into account uh, the, upholding society's beauty standards. Mm. I've got to be hairless. I've got to be, my skin has to be perfect. I've got to wear makeup. And, you know, naturally when people hear that, we don't have to do this stuff. You're right, I don't have to. And we could push against it. But there's even... Uh, stats and research that show if you go to an interview, you are more likely to get hired if you're wearing makeup. Like, yeah. it, and it's just little things like that. It's, it's crazy. But we spend all this money on so many things. And then you take into account the cost of dating. Don't. And before anyone comes at me and they're like, oh, it's usually the man that pays. Yeah, well, what do you think head, about that? Like, going a bit off the top of yeah, money, like, <laughs> yeah, but what do you think about that? Well, my. You're allowed to say they should totally pay, by the way. Yeah, I. I in a heterosexual situation, I do think if you've invited me out for a drink, you should pay. Mm-hmm. I don't think you realise just how much I have <laughs> to pay for to even be here right now. I know, and it's like uh, the society standards work when they suit them. Yeah. But it's like the one thing men are supposed to do is pay for the day. Right. <laughs> Not the one thing, the one but you thing. know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's kind of tradition. Yeah. yeah. So if we're going to stick to any traditions here, let's stick, let's to, stick that to this one. one please. <laughs> please. And to be fair, I'm quite good. Like on a date, I always genuinely offer yes, to do it yeah, in rounds. Course, like, too. and sometimes. But let's sometimes be honest. Because... Okay, say you offer and they're like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. Actually, we'll split it. What does your heart sink? Depends. <laughs> depends. Depends if I fancy him. Yeah, if you fancy him, does your heart sink? So if, it depends. I'm like, oh, can't you just? Pray? Oh no, I can't. No, I can't <laughs> but I will do it. But I will do it. But shame. <laughs> yeah, and you can't help that, can you? It's no. just the thing. All my all the, my friends say that. They're like, obviously, I wanted him to pay. It just feels better, and it's more of an energy thing. Like your masculine energy is coming into mine, and my feminine energy. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's That's what right. makes you feel good. If yeah. it makes you feel good, splitting it, split it. Yeah. You gotta know. You gotta know yeah. how you feel. But yeah, the 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 cost of being single is crazy to me. But the price you pay in your peace is 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 priceless. Yes. Like I, ha- I that have is so true. You sleep well at night. You sleep well. <laughs> I, it's like there are so many things that you couldn't pay me enough money to be in a bad relationship. Yes. Yeah, like no. Yeah. No. And I have been. You know, for anyone listening, I've been single my whole life, and. There's probably been ways where it's cost me so much more. I'm so fucking happy. Yeah. I love my life so much. Yeah, that's the main thing. (laughs) And you'll be with someone when they can add to your life. It's already full. Yeah. When you're good enough to make me break up with my solitude, Mm. then we can be together. Yeah. And for me, I haven't found anyone that's like matched my energy. And it's not about finances. You know, it's it's not it's about like no. But I, I wonder if there are people that have to stay feel like they have to stay in relationship because they're like I can't afford to move out. No, one hundred percent there is. I have exactly. clients like that. I have people in my community, yeah, that's sad. and it's actually one of the reasons why I do what I do because of what I've experienced in my own personal life with different family members and friends. And I'm so passionate, specifically passionate about helping women, women because it's usually women that end up worse off, and it does happen to men. Yeah, some men course. do get trapped yep. financially. Um, but I. I, I'm like women. We got we got to get our money. We yeah. got to sort that out. It's freedom. It's freedom. Safety. It's choice. Yes, choice. Ooh. Having choices is worth more than the any. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And as you said, peace sleeping at night when you're yeah. single. I just I do love that one. Yeah. It is nice not having to worry about someone else. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm slightly biased because I don't know what the other side of it looks right. like. Okay. Yeah. I can imagine. It is lovely. When you're in love yeah, and no, it I can is imagine. lovely. It's lovely. I look but, forward to the day. But exactly what you said, I've been in multiple relationships, not loads, but like long-term, really good relationships in my life. And 
it's being single is no less beautiful yeah. in my eyes. It's just different. Yeah. I I know myself because I've been single. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you can't know yourself if yeah. you haven't been single. But it's really given me the time, the space to really get to know myself. And I will now only be with someone yeah. that really matches me. Yeah. Because I know who I am, what I want. 100%. They need to know that as well. Otherwise, we aren't a match. Not a match. And like, <laughs> what's the point? Yeah. And I think... <laughs> but, also- when, but that's because you're happy with your life. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people... They're like, oh, I don't know who I am without this person. And doesn't it, as a woman, doesn't it make me less valuable yeah. if I'm single? Yeah. And, and I, I think it's the opposite, but... Yeah, and I think it's so hard seeing that. Like, so I have this single girl community. Yes, let's talk about that. What is yeah. your single girl community? So I basically posted a video on TikTok being like, mm, been single my whole life. Um, people find it really weird. Like, anyone else? It was one of those. And it went viral. And I, well, I had like half, half a million, maybe a quarter of a million. Really? That's a million. People like, related. Yeah, people were messaging me like... Oh my God, this is me. And I was like, oh my God, let's chat. And then I put up another video like, do you want me to like create a community of us? And everyone was like, yes. Oh, yeah. So um, created yeah, this. Because it can feel lonely. Yeah, even though loads lonely. of people are single. Yeah. and I... It's because single's got a bad rap. Single. I think that is definitely changing. Yeah. Being single is great. Yeah, I think there's a lot of onus on romantic love in society. Yes. I'm all for platonic love as well. Don't even. Yes. I... And look, I've cultivated some really beautiful, deep, meaningful, like non-romantic friendships. friendships. I'm very lucky because I know not everybody has Same. the joy of, you know, and the, or, the, or the luck yet of meeting their, their tribe. Yeah. I 100% have. I've got so many beautiful close friends. And there is, uh, my girlfriends have shown me love in a way that I could only hope that a partner does. They've set the standard. And I think that there needs to be more put on that yeah and I think like and so the thing that I'm seeing with people coming into this community is like it's the loneliness it's you know I'm in a position where most of my close friends most of them maybe like 70 percent are in are engaged married babies houses all of that same right Mm. the thing maybe a couple of years ago before I went through therapy before I did my went on my own journey I would get a bit butthurt when my friend would get in a relationship and I didn't see them as much yeah I'd be like how dare you why are you not seeing me then what I realized is I really do hope that when I get in a relationship and when I fall in love that my friend gives me the grace to go go and enjoy your love I know that we're still friends and obviously there's a limit I don't actually disappear off the earth but like the expectation is lowered because I'm happy for my friend you know I was and and this has happened a couple of times that I was able to look back and be like that's it's giving growth. So, but now I'm able to really enjoy my life as a solo person. I'm in, I'm able to give my time to my friends. I'm able to give my time to my business. I'm able to give my time to my interests. And time is important. Yeah. So, and yeah, the thing that I'm noticing in the single community is that it's the, it's the loneliness piece. Like that it's all the people that are joining are like, I'm one individual single friend in a group of relationship yeah, that and I people. guess as you get older as well that that's becomes more of a thing yes. doesn't it yeah. and you, everything you expect you know when you think about a girly holiday when you're in your 18 19 it's like girls holiday comes first as now you try get and older, get older <laughs> it's like should we do it in 20 2053 yeah I know I, my For friends literally are like are you free in June 2025 and I'm like huh, I do, I'm I'm single I live in the present yeah I don't have to think about that yeah yeah I don't yeah. have a baby I to plan around yeah <laughs> don't have a baby don't have like in-laws don't have all this stuff yes but it's important I think to 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 a be okay with doing stuff on your own and find people even if it's one people that is single that you can do like 
single things with. Yes, I love that. And I love the community. But I guess it also ties back to money. Because yeah. if you're a single gal yeah. and you have your own money because you support yourself, you have the freedom. You don't have to find a partner for that reason. Yes. Not that everyone does that, but you know, there's you don't even have to, you don't even have to think about that. Yeah. Like I would I never have to be with someone for money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I no. just I will never. And that sounds like so flippant, but yeah. actually that's really powerful. So powerful. What a power play what a power play. place to be. Yeah. Otherwise you get in a relationship, maybe you rely on them financially, like, oh lovely, nice rich person to sweep, sweep me off my feet. Okay, what happens when they're an arsehole to you? Yeah. You don't leave because you well, feel you like you can't. You feel like you can't. You feel like you what you're not gonna have that same lifestyle anymore. Don't build your lifestyle based around someone else's finances. Totally. Get your own shit. Have a fuck out fuck off fund. Have that money. But then you can join forces and do all this beautiful stuff. Yeah. But no, you've got your own shit sorted. Yes. And also money is like the number one reason why people get divorced in the UK because yes. they don't talk about it properly. Yeah, definitely. It's so interesting. It, it creates toxicity in a relationship, doesn't it? But also on what we said about the friendships as well, if you've got a good group of friends, it it does help. Like I do I do acknowledge that it does, it does really help. Like one yes. of my things I always say is... It, I, you know, romantic love is wonderful, but the loves of my life are my friends. Oh my God, me too. Because they'll always be there. Oh my God, me too. Yesterday, this is so funny, right? So I live with three women. I'm 30. They're all in their 40s. Two of them are actors. They live unconventional lives, you know, like yeah. I, I run my own business. So we're all, yeah. all about, you know, yeah. the place. We... <laughs> We spend so much time together. Like, it's just evenings. Like, you don't plan it. Yeah, you just go nice. home and they're there. We laugh a lot. <laughs> Yesterday, I was sat at the coffee shop. Bear in mind, I've spent the last, like, two evenings with my best mate. She texts me, like, it's, like, four o'clock. And she texts me, like, oh, my oh my God. I'm so excited to come home to you. We've got so much to chat about. It'd literally been, like, six hours. And I did this, right? So I'm sat in the coffee shop. And I picked up the phone. And I smiled at my phone. Like, you'd think that I was texting the love of my life. And I, like, smiled. And I put it down. And then I had the recognition of what was happening. And I texted her, like, you literally just made me, like, smile. Are we in love? Yeah, I this think is, we're is in love. Okay? Like, can we get married if further down the, you know but it's yeah. it's nice and I do I guess what I'll say as well is like I respect if you're listening to this and you are single and you do also feel lonely and you feel like you don't have that person that like friend person that doesn't mean they're not out there yeah, totally. I've met some friends in the most weird and wonderful ways yeah. it's so so beautiful it is it is and like you when you're open to it you you can attract your tribe yes it, it can take it takes a while yeah but it you can do it yeah and I think like as well talking about money like talking about attracting it mm. when it comes to like finances if you're trying to attract a partner really if you wrote a list of all the things that you wanted in a partner financial I guess stability or maturity would be on there right you you would at least like yeah. some if you had a choice if you had a choice yeah you had a choice think about what type of person they would want to be with yeah. They don't want to be with someone who's not looking after their own shit and you don't have to be rich you don't have no. to be super wealthy but you have to go oh I know where my money goes I'm I'm Stable. Stable. Yeah. I'm working towards X, Y, and Z. Be the person that you want to attract for that partner. Like, be the person that they want to be with. Because yeah. then that's who you attract. Yeah, totally. Because you wouldn't be able to be with someone that wasn't like that. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> um, but this is a nice way to round up as well. So, the single girl community, how do people join? Because I feel like... Uh, well, at the moment, the current process is you have to come and message me on Instagram. Okay. Right, it's it's quite manual at the moment. Okay. It's it's growing. Okay. Um, but everything, I'm very active. Slide into my DMs, okay. basically. And we'll go through your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at the end of each episode, I ask people three questions. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm excited. You ready? I couldn't be more ready. <laughs> um, what is one of your favourite quotes? Oh, what is one of my favourite quotes? Can I do one for money and one for life? Yes, of course. Um, 
One for money, I love one that. For, one for money. Uh, so my money one is how you spend £10 is how you spend £10,000. So basically stop thinking that you need more money and get your financial habits in order first. Love it. Um. Oh my God, this is... Oh, this is really hard because... Do you love a quote? I yeah, actually have on my phone a, a notes page. It's called Quotes. Love it. I love a quote. And it's there's hundreds on there. Um, and I don't have a favourite. So let me uh, let me just think You can have one. a favourite for today. A favourite for today. Um, what what? It, this is so basic. And I think it's because I'm feeling this now because of where I'm at in my life. But what what is meant for you will not pass you. Yeah, that, we always that's say really that it's one for me. lovely. Yeah, and if you can really get into the vibration of that and believe that, yeah. you will enjoy life. Yeah, and I feel it's like a nice way to live. It. It's such a nice yeah. way to live. Do you know what? I know this is a sideline, and I don't want to go off on a whole other <laughs> co- topic of conversation. But I think sometimes p- people on this earth forget that they're meant to actually just be happy. Yeah, I think we forget that that's what that's we're what we're here to happy, do. And we're meant to just experience. And I'm speaking from not this like high place of like everyone should yeah. but like in a way of like oh that makes me really sad yeah. that sometimes we are just one thought away from happiness yeah change your thoughts change your life mm-hmm, that was my quote guys. yeah that's a good um brilliant and a piece of life advice you'd give your younger self a piece of life advice that i would give my younger self stop worrying about time I was so, so worried about time. For so I was like, I'm running out of time, I'm running out of time. I think that's society that tells us that. Oh, yeah, We're supposed yeah. to have all these things by a certain yeah. age. I agree. And it's such a shame because I had people tell me that who are older than me and I didn't take it on. And mm. now I'm the older person telling younger people, please don't worry about time. But they've, got, you actually have to, what I've learned you is you can't it. teach people things. They have to live their own experiences. Yes. You can share knowledge, but it's wisdom them. is learning yes. it and yes. doing it yourself. Totally, love that. And then a book recommendation. I love books so much. Yes, me too. I've got an entire like colour coordinated bookshelf. Um, I've learned so much through books. Me me too. Yeah, they're they're magic. They are, aren't they? I literally, I'm I. My middle name should be Matilda. (laughs) (laughs) Say book. (laughs) Might be book. Laura Laura Bookmore. I think that one of my favourite books is Atomic Habits by James Yes, Clare. I get his newsletter. It's amazing. Isn't it one of the best newsletters yeah. in the whole wide well, world? Well, it's known to be, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's got, somehow got known yeah, for that. Legend. Great. But yeah, but I also want to give one by a woman, which is um, Big Magic, which is a book all about creativity by Liz Gilbert. Yeah, I was going to say, is it Elizabeth Gilbert? Yeah. Yes, I've heard it. I've not Tenor. read it. That it's needs no, to be read. It's amazing. Okay, get that. I'll Tenor. get that. I'll order that when I get home. Probably read it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I like to give men and women because I realise that a lot of the books that that are like classes like the classics and that get brought up a lot are by men now there's nothing wrong with that but we need there the women so out there. many amazing books written by women yeah totally you know? i would say i probably read more by women actually Ooh. because i just love the non-fiction all the spiritual love yeah relationships, you know, i read mainly non-fiction but i i do definitely read a mix of men and yeah men and women which i love yeah like I'm so for, totally but. i actually recently read the psychology of money oh one. that's that's really no that's one of my favorite money yeah, books it's good, in the whole wide world i think everyone should read it it's I think absolutely everyone yeah. should read it. Yeah. yeah, really, that should start being my favorite book that I tell people. There you go, you got that now yeah. for your. But next I don't book. want to always give a money book. I yeah. kind of feel like, oh, just, yeah, is that all she's about? No, you know no, you, yeah, we can tell that's definitely yeah. not what you're, <laughs> <laughs> what you're about. Oh, this has been amazing. Okay, where can the listeners find you? Where's all the stuff? 
So I'm on all of the social platforms, um, Instagram, TikTok, my podcast, Mind, Money, Soul. I am also on YouTube, but it's just a video version. What are you on Instagram? Instagram is at Laura underscore Ann underscore more. I'm also on LinkedIn if you're, for any of you professional people out there. I'm on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Yeah, it's quite fun. I'm learning to love LinkedIn. Um, And that is all of them, I think. Great. Well, thank you so much. That was so useful and I think resonate with a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Wholeness with Hannah. I hope you found it insightful and uplifting and my one wish is that it's left you a little more equipped than it found you. Shout out to my amazing guests and my wonderful producer Mariana. If you could subscribe, rate and review, I'd love you forever because it really helps the podcast or share with a friend if you think it will help them. You can also follow the pod on Insta at Wholeness with Hannah. Thanks and see you next episode.